We are less than three weeks till Christmas, people, and Santa is a-coming, but the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast is here to drop some presents and some treats on the head tops for all the fantasy fanatics on the Wednesday edition. We're taking a look into the top goaltending situations emerging across the NHL, big-time bets, and everything that you need to know in between from the world of fantasy hockey. Let's get right to it. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Wednesday edition, alongside my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. It is your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are here Monday to Friday across all platforms. You find your favorite and hottest content. So make sure you go out there and check us out wherever you find that content. Today's episode, people, speaking of fire content, Steele and I need to take a look at some of these emerging trends, top goaltending situations, some disappointing situations, some injuries, all today we are going to focus on, aside from, of course, getting to the Nathan McKinnon injury, the Colorado Avalanche continue to be ravaged with injuries. We're taking a look at the goaltending across the NHL steel. You and I have done, I think, a pretty good job of highlighting what's going on in that blue paint. And there is a lot going on. So we're going to get to that big time bets, of course, for Wednesday's action. We're both, you know... It's on and off steel with the picks, but we're still coming with winners every night. And I mentioned Santa, so hopefully there's some presents on tap for Wednesday so you can pay these Christmas and holiday bills. Let's get right to it, my friend, because this Nathan McKinnon situation might not be as serious as others that the Colorado Avalanche are dealing with. But my goodness, this lineup is starting <laughs> to look more relevant, you know, more resemblant of their AHL lineup on yeah. those nights. What do you think about this Nathan McKinnon injury? Talk about that, and then we're going to get into these goalie trends. I was just about to say, it's looking like the Colorado Eagles out there. Um, it's pretty much their right. AHL team. But, to, you know, I was watching the game last night. I'm not really sure what happened to him. It looked like mm -hmm. he tweaked something uh, around his shoulder, around his, uh, his muscle in that area off a shot. It looked like yeah. he just shot the puck on net and hurt himself there, and it looks like he's going to be out for some, uh, quite some time. Um, not really sure what's going on, but yeah, their their entire roster right now is depleted. We can go all the way down the lineup. Landeskog and Darren Helm, two guys who have not even seen the ice surface so far this season. Yeah, Josh Manson, Bowen Byram, Evan Rodriguez, Arteri Lekkinen. The list continues to go on as mm. well. A couple of them. Lekkinen is day-to-day, -day, but the rest are week-to-week -week or at least three to four weeks as well. So it's going to be a tough December, early January for the for the Colorado Avalanche. And it's already been a fairly tough goal for the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Steele. And yeah. I think there was a lot to be said after the, you know, one, the Nazem Kadri loss in the offseason, then Gabriel Landeskog down, and all of a sudden that beastly balanced forward group is now starting to look more resemblant again of the AHL squad sometimes, Swiss cheesing it a bit. 27 points in that central division. Six points back of the Dallas Stars in fourth spot, and things are getting tougher and tougher here. If not for the guy we're going to talk about in a quick sec, 
this Colorado team might be in a big time different situation. And I just don't know. Nathan McKinnon plays with an edge steal. And I needed your take on this right before we head to these goaltending trends. We've seen injuries from this player before. Have they been significant? Usually not, but he plays with such an edge and they already have all these holes. I'm a Colorado avalanche fan. I'm very concerned. And if I'm in the front office, I'm starting to look at my assets to see what I can do ahead of that deadline. Yeah, it's definitely something that Joe Sackick and other people along him uh, are going to have to consider doing, whether whether they're going to have to, you know, they have so many players on the IR right now. So it's going to be a tough decision, you know, even for fantasy owners out there. I just saw a trade go through in our fantasy league, Mm -hmm. traded Nathan McKinnon for Sam Reinhart and Jonathan Huberdeau because he's out for a significant amount of time. So it's already coming into play for a lot of people out there who have McKinnon on their fantasy team. Obviously, just the general, the National Hockey League for the Colorado Avalanche as well. They're just hurting right now. But, you know, like you said, he plays through a lot of injuries at times. This one seems to be a little bit more significant than others. Let's see what happens. We don't want to speculate on injury. We'll get to some replacements potentially for Nathan McKinnon. If he is out more than a couple of games, Monday waiver wire, that's where you want to be, people. Don't miss that. But Alexander Gorgiev hasn't been missing much in that blue paint for the Colorado Avalanche steal. And that was one of the topics that I wanted to get to first. We might as well segue right into it here. We might as well get right into the Alexander Gorgiev conversation because 11-4-1, 268 save percentage and a 920, sorry, 268 goals against and a 920 save percentage. This guy's been standing on his head, and I wanted to get your take on this. This is the first time that he's really stood out as a number one goaltender, and I think his value is going to continue to improve. Even on this busted-up Colorado Avalanche team, he is, in my opinion now, a bona fide number one fantasy goaltending option. Yeah, there's no question about that. For me, at the beginning of the season, I really did believe that it was going to be a battle of Francouz and Gorgia so for that number one job. And yep. it's not like Francouz has been bad either. It's just Gorgia's just been that good. Yep. And he's taken the starting the starting job away from Francouz, and he's not going to give it back at any time uh, in, the, in the near future. Nope. So, you know, looking at what, again, the team that he was on before, the New York Rangers – and how significant Gorgiev was to that team, even though he was just a backup. Yeah. Yaroslav, uh, Yaroslav Halak has not been great. The team hasn't been great whatsoever, but Halak yeah. is 1 6 and 1 on the season, an 888 save percentage, a 3.04 goals against average. So even though Gorgiev was the backup for the Rangers the last few years, he was a very significant key part of their organization. Now that he's out of the shadow of Igor Shosturkin, he's absolutely blossomed into full Good potential point. that we're seeing right now. And he's taken over the crease for the Colorado Avalanche. So even though we just talked about it, that the Avalanche up front on the blue line are absolutely depleted, mm. pretty much have their uh, AHL Eagles team playing for them at this point with all the injuries and obviously Miko Rantanen, uh, who's leading the charge for those young guys. But Gorgiev has been a huge part of this team so far this season. And yeah, even though, even though that um, the team is, is hurting right now, he's going to be standing on his head for the next couple of weeks. 
that's the first trend that emerging, you know, new kind of, you got to keep your eye on these situations kind of deal for these five situations. We're looking at steel also very quickly. They're tied for the third least goals against in the NHL this season with 66. This is a list that I'm going to continue to go back to because we're going to be talking about a couple of goaltenders that are keeping their team right here at the top of this list for goals against. Let's talk very quickly, though, Steele, about a team who's been allowing way too many goals, in my opinion, considering how stingy they're supposed to be on defense. They're supposed to hang their hat on defense in the Calgary Flames organization. Jakob Markstrom, 8-6-2, 2-97 goals against, and an 8-89 save. Not good enough, in my opinion. A part of the reason this team has been struggling, not the only reason we know up front those forwards need to be better, etc., But what we need to take a look at is the emerging opportunity for Daniel Vladar. Shout out to you, a guy who you mentioned, I believe, in some of our, maybe our backup goaltender conversation, actually, as a top option as a backup. 4-4-1, 9-50 goals against, 9-14 save percentage steal, and now starts in back-to-back games, both wins. I'm telling you right now, Daryl Sutter does not care who's in the cage for him, who is stopping pucks. That's who's going to be in there. And right now, it's your boy Vladar. Yeah, and I think that's how a lot of coaches feel this season. Because like I mentioned the other episode, back in 2015, the save per- the average save percentage was at 916. Now right. it's all the way down to right. 903. A lot of these there starting goaltenders over the last few years have been allowing a lot more goals. And I don't know if you've seen that post-game conference from Jakob Markstrom after the Montreal Canadiens game. He uh, he looked destroyed. He yep. he looked like he wasn't Ejected. even a part of Yeah. And ju- honestly, just to see him act that way, you know, I, I like the fact that he's t- taking accountability and responsibility for his Me poor too. play because it's true. He hasn't been playing great, but he looked absolutely crushed. Uh, in his heart, in his mind, right. and he just looked off his game. So yeah. I don't think a lot of coaches out there right now care who's in the net. And no. I like the fact that, you know, you, we talked about Dan Vladar off this podcast a little bit and the potential that he might be getting for this Flames team. I've really liked him. Even when he was with the Boston Bruins as a backup, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally jumping into the crease, I liked him then. I really like him now. And like you said, a 252 goals against average and 914 yeah. save percentage. Four, four, and one. He's starting to get a little bit more reps right now. I've really liked his game. Again, one of those guys that I mentioned before the season started. And you know, I love me a tall goaltender at six foot five. <laughs> he is a tall drink of water, only owned at 5% in ESPN yeah. leagues. Go out there and consider yourself a shot on Dan Vladar, especially if you need a little goaltending insurance where you might need a little bet insurance is from our friends at betonline.net where Steele and I get all of our latest odds and props for everything we bet on because today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every single professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, World Cup, eSports. They have it all for you at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, just like you love this one, you can find even more of them over at BetOnline as well, where they're always the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your next listen, though, please go check out 
the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Much love and appreciated for all the support out there. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. Flip, I know you want to continue on the conversation Mm. about the emerging trends of the goalies in the NHL. And one of the trends that, or one of the goalies that I've been keeping my eye on recently, and a guy that we haven't really talked about who backs up probably the best goaltender in the league right now in Ilya Sororkin is his backup Semyon Varlamov, who for me has played really, really good as a backup. I don't think he gets the credit that he's due. He's 6-3-0 on the season, a 252 goals against average, a 922 save percentage. One of those guys that I'd like to keep my eye on because I know he's not going to be getting a significant amount of starts, but when he does get into the game, mm. he's he's you know he's playing he's playing really good. And you can't hate but take a goalie on a defensively responsible, very tough to play against group in the New York Islanders. You can't help but feel that just the entire makeup of that organization, Lou Lamorello on all the way down. They are just, you know, they hang their, you know, I'm talking about hanging their hats, a lot of hat hanging going on in this episode still. They used to do that strictly grinding defensive game. This year they're starting to show a little bit more offensive flair up front. And that is why they are hanging around in that Metro division. But I'm glad that you brought up two goalies that I don't think both of them are getting nearly enough love this year. Ilya Sororkin, you know that I am high on this player. I've been saying it since coming on to this podcast that he did not nearly get enough credit last year in the shadow of Igor Sesterkin. If not for his fellow countrymen, and actually another one in Andrew Andre Vasilevsky, both shining over the last couple of years. Ilya Sorokin, easily, in my opinion, right there as the next best goalie. Those are the three, in my opinion, and they all happen to be from the same country. But thank you for bringing that up, Steele, because also, if those two goalies can continue to roll, I don't see the New York Islanders shaking out of a few of those top spots in the Metro. I don't know what you think about that take. I think they're going to be in that top three, like one of my bold predictions yes, as it well. Was. So, look, I've always been – I'm sorry. I've not always been a fan of the Islanders. I have been of recently, specifically because of Matt Barzell and, you know – And your bold prediction. And bold prediction. But the way that they've really finessed their team over the last couple of years, mm. uh, drafting Elias Sororkin, Varlamov, who was a starter for them, again, four or five years ago, and now he's backing up. He's still putting up those great numbers. They got a young core who really believes in the system as well. Still a defense-oriented team. I think that trade for Alexander Romanov is really starting to pay off for them as well now. Even though point production is not there for him. That's not his game, though. It's not his game, but the blocks, the hits, you know, getting into the rough stuff as well, protecting his teammates. That's beneficial for some of their young guys and talent up front. So I really like where this team's headed right now. Prototypical Lou Lamorello move. Yeah. And it's paying <laughs> off. Hey, Steel, ride a hot goalie all day long. Ilya Sororkin is the type of goalie. You don't want a piece of this New York Islanders team in the first round because Ilya Sororkin can steal a series. No big deal. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole because I will get heated very quickly. Not so much emerging as now emerged. Linus Allmark at 14-1, and one, another guy that we haven't talked nearly enough about because this guy is right now right there as the Vesna front runner. 
1.93 goals against. You know I like reaming off these numbers, Steel. 936 save percentage and a 14-1-0 record. He has only lost one time in 17 games. This is impressive stuff. And we can just leave it at this. The Boston Bruins have allowed the least goals against in the NHL this season at 52. And they sit atop the NHL with 41 points. I believe tied. Who else has 41? Oh, the New Jersey Devils, who, if you don't mind, I would like to talk about right after we talk about the Washington Capitals situation, which is starting to get a little interesting in the American nation's capital. Yeah, it is definitely getting interesting. I think Darcy Kemper is injured right now. He's day-to-day with a lower body injury. So that means I have a take on that as well. Charles Lindgren is going to be playing a little bit more for the Washington Capitals. But again, I, I, I really did expect this team to not make the playoffs and be as good as they were the last few years. Just yeah. again, losing Nicholas Backstrom, the injuries that they've had oh to deal with to TJ Oshie and a couple of other players up front, um, changing starting goaltenders this offseason as well. A little bit of a different blue line uh, this season too for the Washington Capitals. Yep. Besides Ovechkin, there's not really a lot to go on for the Washington Capitals to make a playoff push or even a deep playoff push if they were to make the postseason as yeah. well. So and a lot of changes for the Washington Capitals. There's a lot of things that I have to say about this situation. I'm going to try and get them out all very quickly, Steel, <laughs> because I do want to talk about the New Jersey Devils goaltending situation before we get to big-time bets, which I'm also hyped for. Nicholas Backstrom out. Carl Hagelin out. Tom Wilson out. Connor Brown out. Dimitri Orlov. Yeah. Out. Now Martin Faravari, who's been solid, out. And Darcy Kemper took a left elbow in the head. I don't know if you saw this play. Tyler Toffoli was in front of the net, and he smokes him with a pretty solid elbow in the head. These injuries, you and I have seen them with Frederick Anderson, James Reimer, and otherwise in Toronto. Almost a whiplashy type look to the head at Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper has had his fair share of upper body, head, neck, and otherwise injuries. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned about what's going to happen here. And that's the trend I wanted to quickly say. Charlie Lindgren is not a good backup goaltender. No. And there is way too many injuries for this Washington Capitals team. This is the trend that's emerging out of the crease. And it maybe isn't the same as the others because this isn't a good thing. You might need to start jumping ship on some of these Washington Capitals pieces if his name is not Alex Ovechkin. Because I have a feeling, Steele, this team is in for a serious downturn, especially if Kemper, who has been pretty good this year, 8-9-2, and 9-16 save percentage in front of a behind a pretty bad Washington team. So I just wanted to talk about that very quickly because I think you and I can agree this Washington team has already performed better than I expected, and I don't think it's going to last. Yeah, better than expected. And another team that has played better than expected are those New Jersey Devils. What's on your mind right now about what's going on with their goaltender situation as well? Very quickly, look, I've been looking at this goals against allowed, you know, list all day long. <laughs> right after the historically good start from the Boston Bruins defensively, is the New Jersey Devils with 57 goals against this season. This is impressive stuff here, Steele, and I think now after you've had them on their pretender list for a little week and a half, they're starting to continue to look like contenders very early still. Let's see what happens. But Akira Schmid, the backup this season, 5-0-0 with a 9.50 save percentage, and Vitek Vanacek needs a little bit respect on his name. 11-2-1 with a 918 save percentage and 2.24 goals against. 
The New Jersey Devils, you might think that it was the offense getting it done for them. It's the emerging trend that it's the goaltending and the defense getting it done. So make sure you pay attention to both of these options because I'll say this as well, Steele. Mackenzie Blackwood gets healthy. I could see them dealing Mackenzie Blackwood for a piece and keeping the guys they have because I don't know why you would want to mess with that. I could definitely see that as well, especially with some of the problems that have been with Blackwood as well the last couple of seasons. And even though I did say... Look, Vitek Vanacek, the the guy right behind Linus Allmark for the Vesna Trophy right now. Wow. um, They've been absolutely incredible. The Devils have been incredible. And even though I said that they were a pretender, they're great right now. All I was saying, though, is that come playoff time, they're getting bounced in the first round. That's all. Mm -hmm. They're definitely a playoff team. But going up against all those other teams in the Metro or Atlantic Division, whoever they face. I hear you. They're probably getting bounced wherever they end up, first, second, or third. But we got to get to big-time bets right now. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Hit the subscribe. Hit the follow button. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Thank you so much. So close to 700 subscribers. We're going to get there before the new year. So thank you for that as well. But – we got to help you out, too, with our big-time bets and yep. lock of the night. Flip, yep. I'll throw it over to you first because it has been a quick 180 for me. I was on a huge heater. Now I'm ice cold, but you have turned it around as well. I'm trying to turn it around. I'm trying to get consistent steel, and that's why I'm just going back to basics. Sometimes I get a little ahead of myself by doing – I feel like I need to balance out player props with over-unders and picks – I'm just going with what my gut feeling tells me and what the hockey that I've been watching is indicating. Number one, Sabres at Columbus. Seven of the last nine matchups between these two teams have gone over the number. The Sabres are a top five scoring team. Columbus now has Patrick Laine back. I'll say this, Boone Jenner, Patrick Laine, and Johnny Goudreau, whatever is going to happen in Columbus this year is going to have to go through those three, and they're starting to go a little bit. This just screams over. 4-3, 5-4, 4-3, 5-4, no problem. My first pick of the night, over 6.5 goals, minus 117 in this Sabres-CBJ game. The trends, the recent matchups, everything's pointing to north of the number steal. So why not hammer it? Oh, wait. Last time they played each other, 10 total goals. I'm also looking at this game to flip, but I'm taking the Blue Jackets on the money line Love at it. plus 125. Like you said, Line A back in the lineup. Those three guys on the first line are starting to get a little bit better of chemistry as well. Everything's going to have to go through them as we know. They're dealing with a ton of injuries along with the Avalanche and a couple other teams that we've mentioned. But they've got some great forwards on that first line. Corpusalo has been a little bit underrated as well. Like Mm. We know they're a bad team, but with everything that we can see in front of us and on paper – He's been all right so far this season, but I'm taking the Blue Jackets on the money line, plus 125. Absolutely love it. 18 goals scored for the Columbus Blue Jackets in their last three tilts against the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> they like playing the Sabres. Yeah. I like this angle. I might have to sprinkle on the Columbus Blue Jackets as well, Steel, because this little bit of Patrick Line buzz and him looking that good in his return, haircut, different attitude. Maybe this is the only time that you can maybe get hot with the Columbus Blue Jackets, so why not ride it now? For some reason, Steele, I don't know why, you and I seem to be talking about this Washington Capitals team far too much. And 
I just don't like what I'm seeing now. And I know they've been pretty good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take away from what they've done in terms of sticking around in the standings and, you know, four, four and two in their last 10, not too bad. These injuries are starting to mount. And I mentioned my lack of faith in Charlie Lindgren as a backup or as any kind of goaltender. And I don't mind taking the Philadelphia Flyers off a big win against the Colorado Avalanche. You might hate this here. Flyers at home plus 120 against a really banged up Washington team. Also, Washington is coming off their West Coast road trip through Western Canada. That is a tough road swing for any American team. I'm talking this up, but I'm feeling it in a big way. Flyers at plus money on the money line at home steal. Give me a home dog in the Flyers against a banged up Capitals team. Yeah, I would take the Flyers in this game as well. And for me, this is exactly where I thought Washington would be at this point in the season. Like the four teams that are below them right now are Buffalo, Philadelphia, Ottawa, and Columbus. And those are the four teams who I thought would be under them at this point and at the end of the season. Yep. I, I Look, I don't even think they've been great at all this season. Uh, 11, 12, and 4. Again, just the goal differential minus 11 without and a bad effort. road team steal. Only just two wins out of their last 10 on the road. Yeah, I just don't think they've been great at all. I don't expect anything more from these Capitals, but I am going to that San Jose Sharks and Vancouver Canucks game. I'm taking the Sharks on the money line against the Canucks. We talked yeah. a little bit about the injury to Thatcher Demko, Spencer Martin, and Chris Delia coming into the lineup for them in the crease. I don't think you can rely on either one of those guys. I don't think so, Even I though don't. they just won 7-6 against these Canadians in a crazy really game as well. Crazy game. But you cannot rely on either of those guys. Martin got pulled what he allowed four goals on seven or eight shots I believe it was. Like yeah. he's been absolutely terrible. You can't rely on the backup at all either. I've got the Sharks on the money line. Plus 113. I'm sticking with the underdogs for Wednesday's games. Don't hate it, Steel. I'm loving that. couple of good odds as well. Let's switch it up. I think this might be a switch up from what you and I have talked about for the most part on this show. But the New York Rangers have started to look bad. And I'm continuing yeah. to fade them and bet against them. Especially when they roll into one of the tougher buildings to play in. On the strip in Vegas Wednesday night, the Vegas Golden Knights are coming off one of their biggest wins of the season. Shootout, Riley Smith special, you're welcome. 4-3 against the Boston Bruins. And if it's not for that and the momentum going in opposite ways for both of these teams, the Rangers only have one win in their last seven games against the Vegas Golden Knights. Something tells me, Steele, this is going to get a little ugly before the for the Rangers before it gets better. I think they need a shakeup. I think they need to make some sort of move, maybe behind the bench. I don't know. I love Gerard Gallant. I just don't know what's going on with this New York Rangers team. So I'm going to continue to fade them. Vegas on the money line at home, minus 150. That's my lock of the night. Look, uh, you know me. <laughs> You know me in these New York Rangers. I I can't I can't talk about them anymore. I'm gonna leave what you said, but yeah, it's probably a smart bet to bet against them because they've been absolutely. Brutal. Let's just leave like, it at that. Then I, I wouldn't like to see a coach switch. Uh, I'll just go to my lock of the night. I'll go to my lock of the night. Stick with that. Playing with the underdogs again. I'm taking the Minnesota Wild on the money line against these Calgary Flames. Wild on the road at plus mm. one thirty seven for my lock of the night. I think they've been really good lately. 
Okay. You know, they were up 5-1 the other day against the Dallas Stars. Let them crawl back in the game, but still ended up with the win. I yeah. expect a battle between Flurry and whoever's in the crease, whether it's Vladar or Markstrom. I expect another battle of them, but I expect mm. a low-scoring game as well in this one. Interesting. 6-3-1 and one for the Wild over their last 10 on a four-game heater. I don't hate it at all, Steele. I also love the plus money. Calgary has been up and down. Hey, they're on a two-game win streak as well. That's a more mini of a four-gamer. But I'm with you. I'm staying away from that game completely. But I hear you on both of those takes. Another fire episode, my friend. And I hope these picks bang out for all the listeners out there. Yeah, I think they better they better stick uh they better hit for us as well. I was zero uh, three the other night, so I'm looking to get back on this heater of Shake ours. it off. Hopefully, Flip and I are helping you out there with our selections and lock of the night as well. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, please check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Good luck with all your bets. Have a great day, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.